Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you are listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. You know, each week I, I just have the most exciting time. It's a great part of my life, talking to smart, resilient women. You know, they have so much to teach us about so many areas of our lives. They can help us with our relationships, our business, our health and fitness, and, of course, our self-esteem. Practically anything a woman wants to know and ask, these women are all, all about these conversations. You know, I've been interviewing these leading women since 2007. Jeez, almost, it seems like yesterday. You know, and I chose 19 of the best ex experts to co-author my new book, Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life, which is now in, in all the area bookstores and in the business section or in Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. So, you know, I know Christmas is just around the corner, so you're thinking about a present for a, a good friend, a good girlfriend. Here's one. And, and you're thinking about maybe helping them to become a leader, leader in their own area of expertise, then get leading women. This is a book for them. Now, this week, I'm pleased to introduce you to another outstanding woman who has reinvented herself several times in her life. I met Joanne uh, Tabrakis in New York City in July, and I was so impressed. Joanne is the founder and chief storyteller at Joanne Tabrakis International, a marketing consulting company. Joanne turned her marketing management experience at Time Warner and CBS into, th into a thriving business about how to optimize your brand with digital tools of today, especially social media and content marketing. She is the Createx of Your Digital You, an online course to build your brand and digital footprint. She is an adjunct professor of digital marketing at NYU, and she's written two books. The second one, It Takes an Egg Timer, helps you create a more, more time in your life. Wow, I'm so excited. Joanne, thank you for these secrets and, and bringing uh, all this amazing information to us. So I want to welcome Joanne to, to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. I'm so glad you're with me today. Well, Joanne, thank you for being with me today. Um, as I said, it's we met in New York. It was wonderful meeting you, and, and uh, you've got some exciting things going on. You're a busy woman, but uh, we're going to talk about time, which is a precious thing, but uh, how women and branding and promoting yourself is so very important. So welcome to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. You're one of them. Well, thank you, Nancy. I'm delighted. I'm delighted to be a part of this, so thank you for having me on your podcast. It's been my pleasure since 2007 to interview, well, I really say conversation because that's really what we do here, is just having conversations with women all over the world that are doing these amazing things and have these, this wonderful information and advice and, and resources for women because I'm all about women supporting each one. First of all, I'd like to start out just by asking you, how did you become who you are and what you're doing today and, and how did that all come about for you? It's a complicated question because it's a, been a real circuitous path. I actually um, started my early career as a teacher, believe it or not. Um, I taught elementary school for a few years and knew that wasn't the path that I wanted to go and went from there to convincing somebody at a local radio station in Philadelphia to hire me to sell advertising. So my, first, my very first job in, in the so-called corporate world was selling country music radio in Philadelphia. It was back in 1983, and um, at that point in time, there was nothing cool about country in the Northeast. But it wound up being a great experience for me, and it actually wound up launching me into 
a media career that wound up lasting 25 years. I went from there to working for CBS, and I lived in Philadelphia at the time. I moved down to D.C. for them. Then I had a little bit of a break with radio, and I came up to, back up to New York, which is actually my birthplace, and took a job with Time Warner at that time, just as spot cable was starting to come into play. So I then went from selling radio to selling television and always being in the marketing arena. And then back in 2008, we had one of those moments where, well, as you know, the world, we all thought the world was coming to an end. But just before then, just before things got really bad, we went through a reorganization, and I was reorganized out. And it was like, well, you know what? I don't really think this is what I want to do anymore. I, I, it's time for me to do something else. And I had really felt that during, especially during those last years of my corporate career, that the, the creative side of me was not being fed. So there was that real imbalance, you know, that real imbalance where, which I think, which I think is something that's so important right now because we're starting to see much more of that balance between the masculine and the feminine. But when you spend them as many years as I did in corporate America, you can really lose sight of the feminine part of you, which is to me is the, the creative part. And while I was still in the corporate world, I was writing part-time. Actually, that's when I wrote my first book. <laughs> I was just doing it because I needed some creative outlet. So when I left, my initial thought was, well, this is what I'm going to do. I had this great dream of becoming a famous novelist and just doing that for forever. But I really couldn't, put, I couldn't leave the business side of me behind. I did wind up publishing that book and then later this book on time. Well, I chose to self-publish too. I had an agent and my agent couldn't sell the book. So I was like, okay, well, I still want this to happen. So I'm going to self-publish. But during that is when I really got into the digital sphere, which made so much sense for me because I was able to take the skills that I had understanding traditional media and very, very easily saw, well, well this is really where things are going. So it, was, it wound up being one of those times in my life where I was very open to what was going to happen next. Did I, if you asked me seven years ago if this is where I thought I was going to be, I'd be like, of course not. You know, what, I, I teach a, a graduate class at NYU in digital marketing. I'm going to help people with their personal branding online and still do my writing. Uh, yeah. It was just, it was not really in the plans, but it, it fell into place. And, and it, it, it just kind of worked. So it's, it's, I say it's a very circuitous path. When, when, you, when I hear young people think that they're going to be doing the same thing for the rest of their lives, I'm like, don't, don't think that. This is what you're doing right now, and then be open to what's next, because you really don't know the path that life is going to take you. One chapter ends and another one begins each day sometimes, starts a whole new chapter. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> there, there's never, the, the words never and always I've, ta I've taken out of my vocabulary. They just don't seem to work anymore. But, so. <laughs> but when you're starry-eyed and you're pretty sure this is what you want to do the rest of your life, you're just like, I'm really pumped. This is what I'm going to do. And you're like, okay, later on, you go, I don't want to do this anymore. But, I mean, everything that you did helped you to become who you are. And I think that's the important thing is that if we if we use every opportunity and, and every everything we learn along the way, it, and it, somehow it all kind of combines and brings us to, to the point of where it really our realization is, again, you're still writing, you're very creative, but you're also this digital, the social media and, and marketing and the branding. Is well, one of the things, and I call myself a storyteller because in my mind, it, my background in selling, to me, if you're really good at selling, then you're really good at telling a story. Yeah. So they, they all kind of, it all kind of, it's, for me, I've been really lucky because it's all kind of wound up being like, this is all kind of the perfect meeting of all of the things that I'm good at and that I really like doing. 
because I'm always, and I'm always helping people. That's really at the crux of it. Now, whatever I do, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm helping people, particularly women, because I, I'm very much a big supporter, as you know, of women supporting women. Yeah, and helping, helping not just the women of my generation, but certainly the ones that are coming up. Women, when they begin to understand that their story is their brand and their story is who they are and it's their connection to other women and other people, it, it really, that's their elevator, you know, our elevator piece about ourselves. Because, you know, when we one another, then we truly connect at some level. Like you said, you know, you were telling me a story about the Nancys in your life that you're, uh, your, you know, your friend, your mother' name was Nancy, and I mean, we all have a connection, but we won't know those things about each other until we actually start to tell our story, which in fact is truly branding ourselves as far as who we are, what we do, and and what we're all about, and and that is so very very valuable. And more women would spend time talking about themselves. Uh, I think that's the thing. Women think if they talk about themselves, they're, 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 not being, well, they're not being selfless, you know, which women, of course, we have to be selfless, you know, so. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 in, it's interesting that you say that, though, because when I'm working with people on their personal brands, particularly women, the part that really gets people stuck is getting clear on what their story is. Right, right. That's, that's the hardest. It's the hardest part is to own our truth. In fact, I was teaching Monday night. I was talking about this with my, with my class and my, these are graduate students. And I said is that I really believe that we all have something remarkable about us. It's just unfortunate that we don't always take a look at it about ourselves. Sometimes we need other people to help us to point that out. But that is, it's, it's a hard part. It's a hard part is owning what your story is and, and recognizing it. And not just the, not just the good stuff, but also the, the parts that maybe you're like, oh, I'm not really sure I really like that part, but really owning that, because that does become part of your story, too. Yeah, I, I think that's how I begin when I talk to a group, is telling my story, because I assume uh, that if I tell my story, it is my truth. And, and the other day to a group, and, and before, the, before I started my uh, talk, sitting at lunch with several other women at the table, and one woman said, she said, well, you're a speaker. And I said, yes, I've been a speaker. Yes, I am. And she goes, you've been doing this for quite a while? So I said, yeah, 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 I've done this for quite a while. But anyway, she said, you know, I really, you know, she said, I really have trouble with speakers that aren't real, you know, that really don't. Mm. <laughs> and I mean, it was, it was almost like she cued me uh, at such a wonderful point to, again, remind me that it's so important to be authentic. And so I ended up yeah. talking quite a bit about being authentic during that, that time, which ended up being probably the best thing I could have done, especially with this particular group. And, you know, I, I think if we listen to what people really need and really want from us and we're able to, to provide that, we end up, we all win. We all won. I mean, th that to me ended up being just a wonderful uh, experience, and I, and I believe a lot of people had a similar experience because of it, just that we were able to share. But that common bond that we all are looking for, uh, you know, that connection and, and developing those relationships are so very, very valuable in business, in our communities, in our relationships, in our family, in every part of our lives. So to me, that was just a, a, such a value that if we can just definitely get that across to women especially, that... Uh, they can be so much more uh, successful and not have to worry so much about what the people think of them if, if they just start to own their own truth, as you said, and understand their remarkable and their uniqueness is what makes them special. Just the value is all there. 
and, and the, other, the other thing that I'm finding right now is that, and I really do believe this, is the more digitally connected that we get, like how great is this that, you know, you can be in a different state than I am and we can have this conversation and then people can access it whenever they want all over the world as long as they oh, yeah. speak English, right? But we're so digitally connected right now that we're, we're almost, it, it, we're almost starved for that real human connection. So that's why, again, we go back to that point of owning our stories and telling our truths is that we're looking for that because even though we have all this technology to connect us more easily, we're still inherently human beings and we're looking for those, that point of it. We, I call it the point of engagement. You know, what, what's going to engage or how, what, what is our connection? Absolutely. You know, we're, we're talking lots, about lots of things, of course. I read your, your book, which I thought was extremely valuable, especially since uh, I looked at my schedule for the, this week and I went, geez. <laughs> It takes an egg timer, a guide to creating the time of your life, and, and I and I really love it. It's just a it's a it's a valuable, easy read, but it's it has profound um, statements and and uh, quotes and and things that are so important. Thank you, for women, who again multitask, which we we really pride ourselves on, uh, of course, to the point of be, making ourselves crazy. But but that time is is what we decide it is. I think that's mm-hmm. what your book is about, is that uh, especially, you know, because I hear this over and over again, you know, that women, you know, not only do we not brand ourselves well, we, we always talk about that we don't have enough time or that we're so busy that we don't have time to do the things we want to do. And mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of chuckle at that because I've started, I've started using a new term, and it's kind of interesting because it really changes things completely. Instead of saying, I'm, I'm, I'm so busy, I'm saying, I'm, I say, I'm so blessed. Because part of Oh, that, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Well, but part of it is, is really that we're creating our own reality. We create our day each and every day. So if we're talking about our day not having enough time or being too busy, then we're the ones that have created it, and we're the only ones that can do something about it. And actually, I stole that from someone because they said, well, Nancy, you're not really busy. You're really blessed because you have all these things in your life that you can do and you can choose to do. And I went, yeah, you're absolutely right. And so it's funny now when people say, yeah, I'm just overwhelmed. I've got so much work to do. And I say, well, thank goodness you have work. You've got job security. And you'll see people kind of look at you and go, oh, well, yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, I said, you know, success is being busy, you know. It's all all a reframe. When someone tells me that they don't have time to do something, my feeling is it's something you really don't want to do because I do believe that we make, we we, we will make time for the things that we we want to do. And there's just that, again, you know, we're living in such a noisy world right now that it took me a long time before I got that if I could just find five minutes just to, and I, I, I'm not one of these people who can meditate for half an hour, an hour at a time, but I can do it for 10, 15 minutes. But just even something like that where you're actually getting yourself quiet actually winds up giving you more time to do everything else because you've, you've paused for a minute and you're not, your energy isn't spinning around in that, oh, my God, how am I going to get everything done type of thing. It's like, you know, it is all going to get done and there is enough time. Yeah. Well, but, again, you know, it's, it's the person who makes the list and the list is, is twice as long as, as anyone possibly could even attempt to complete. And, you know, and, and, and they look at the, and they look, and of course, then there's a measure every day of their life to, to basically show, show that they're not successful because every day the, 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 
the list gets longer and the list becomes more and more the uh, the devil's, you know, the, I mean, the devil's peace, which basically is, look, I'm, I'm becoming less and less effective and becoming more and more, you know, behind. And I don't know. I mean, what 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 brought you to that point, though? I mean, you wrote the book and you said, hey, wait a minute, you know, it's uh, I love I love the egg timer because, um, you know, I, I don't I don't think we had one, but I, I've all I've seen I've seen them in people's kitchens and and. Uh, I love that story. I love the story about the one in your in your mother's kitchen that, you know, it was that for the three minute egg or whatever it might be for. Yeah, well, and actually, it was it was actually I call it an egg timer because that's what she did, but it was actually a sixty minute timer. And there were the, the brand at that time were these white Lux timers. Now you can get them in all sorts of things. But there was two things that started with 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 this book was when I first left the corporate world. I've always been a very organized person. I've always led a very, very busy full schedule. And because I was essentially in a sales-based position, when, even when I was managing, I was a good self-starter. But I did find myself challenged when suddenly there wasn't a person down the hall who might be looking at what I was doing or people that were working for me that needed me to fit into things. So, so how am I going to get all this stuff done? And my mother always used this egg timer. I mean, she was she would time her naps. It was whatever was going on. She'd have that little egg, that the little kitchen yeah. timer. Yeah. So I started to get into this into this spot where I would just time it for an hour. If I it, and I, it works brilliantly for writing. So whatever project I'm working on, I, I generally don't do anything for more than an hour because a I think that's enough time to get something done in. But you also don't want to be sitting that long during the course of the day anymore because you know there's all sorts of health reasons for that. But then yeah. as soon as I, now, as soon as I set that timer, it's, it's like that little white noise in the background that says, you know what, it's serious time, we're going to get some work done. And mm-hmm. it sort of helped me to parcel out that whole idea of, um, okay, I'm working on my own now, so I want to be a little bit more accountable. And it's also this huge feeling of accomplishment, because even if, say I was doing, using that hour for writing, even if it was only three page, if I got made three words down, at least I, I knew that I had spent that time, so I felt more accomplished. And then that, I think that helps, at least for me, it helps me to generate more time. But even before you and I got on this call today, I looked at the clock and I'm like, okay, I've got, I have like 35 minutes. So got to set that timer. <laughs> See, at least I know, but also to remind me that, that I, needed, I needed to call, to call in. But Suddenly it's like, okay, I do have a little parcel of time here that maybe I can get a couple of emails done or I can get something else done. And it's a a mind game, but it really works for me. I don't like using the one on my phone as a rule. It's not when I'm doing work. For other things it may work because, again, then there's that tendency to, if I want to see how much time I have left, now I'm going into my cell phone. And now I'm looking, and now I may see that my emails have piled up or get distracted. There's so much that can distract us right now, but I do believe we, you know, we're the only ones who can control that unless we want to be controlled by the distractions, which some people do. You know, that's what happens, and they get nothing done. And they're the ones who say, I have no time to do anything. <laughs> yeah, but as you said, it's really, you know, the time management, the one-minute manager. I mean, it's not really changed a bit. It's just that... Now we can work 24/7, and people are doing mm-hmm. it. And and I, I love the strategies in the book, and I think those are the, the most valuable things too in the book is that that you can detox. You can detox from tech. You know, it's, I, I love the days when I actually forget my phone. Believe it or not, because 
it actually is almost, again, a relief to not have to think about calling anyone, doing anything, and I go about my business, and I, and I realize that I'm actually, I actually feel free. But it's, it's those times that we detox and say, you know, I'm, I don't need to be on my phone 24-7. I don't need mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, you said you, you have a strategy that you check emails like four times a day or whatever. The point is, is that most of us are spending 24-7. We even wake up when we go to the, go to the go bathroom break in the middle of the night. You go, oh, well, I'll check my email while I'm up. You know, I mean, it's, it's crazy what we, we all do. But, but again, to, to take those uh, detox uh, tech times uh, by taking breaks from them, I think is very valuable. Plus, again, another thing that I've been doing more and more is taking naps. I really, that 20-minute mm. nap is, is, is amazing. I have a I have a long day today. I have a, a few appointments, and I've got a big event tonight. And I'm like, okay, where exactly am I going to sit that 20 minutes in this afternoon? Because otherwise, I won't have fun. And, and it's it's a, it's a it's part social and part business. Yeah. I won't I won't I won't enjoy myself. But I really do believe, and and the the research shows that 20 minutes is optimal. If you if you're napping for longer than that, then it's gonna it's gonna lose its effects. Yeah. So that is something else I do use the timer for. <laughs> right. Well, I do. I do. I do time my nap. I'm really I, big I, on those little y- y- yogi, those little yogi uh, eye pillows too. If you put those little yogi eye pillows on and set the timer <laughs> for 20 minutes, I'm very fortunate. My mother says I'm exactly like my father. I can fall asleep almost any place. When I was uh, traveling for business all the time, it was a gift because I could get on a plane, and before we even took off, I'd be asleep. Well, <laughs> It'd be great. For you, well, you're you're a professional napper, and I think that's. I'm a professional napper. Sleeping is not something I have a problem with. Well, <laughs> Getting up Einstein is another story. And, yeah, well, Einstein and many of the, the most uh, intelligent people took naps. So you're, I think you and I are getting, we're going to get smarter. Mm-hmm. Well, you're, you know, there's so much that's going on in your website, and and of course the digital you. Uh, I've actually done an emotional fingerprint. You're talking about a footprint, but. Uh, I really want to encourage people to go to your website, but, you know, we've run out of time. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but we haven't run out of time. We Actually, what I, I said 30 minutes, but uh, this conversation could go on probably for much, much longer, but we'll have to do I think so. We'll have to do it again and talk about your digital you, but... Uh, the, the book is delightful, and meeting you was delightful, but it's, it, it takes an egg timer, and the Digital You course is on your website, which uh, you can take. Yeah. But we all need a guide to create time for our, our lives and, and make, make use of it in such a, such a better way than, than sometimes we do. But uh, I'm not busy. I'm just blessed, and so are you, I can tell. But, uh, That's right. Anyway. I'm going to start. I'm, I'm definitely using that. I am blessed, and some of you are busy. I am blessed. Well, you can you, you can have it for sure, but uh, you're now one of the leading women. So I'm uh, Joanne. Welcome to the welcome. I'm honored, to the honored. And thank you so much for being with me. But where can they find more about you, your book, and everything you're doing? Anything that's going on right now that you'd like everyone to know about? What they can do is they can go to my website, which is joannecombrakis.com. That's J-O-A-N-N-E-T-O-M-B-R-A-K-O-S. I have a newsletter. I have a weekly newsletter, which is called Thrive. It's tips, tools, and inspiration to help you maximize all this digital stuff. Uh, and then you can find out my book is on Amazon. Um, it's easy. It's, it's, the book is easy to access there. And I'm on pretty much all the social networks. Anyone who wants to follow me on any of Twitter, 
Twitter, Facebook, wherever um, I'm accessible, and everything again is at Joanne Brockett. It's it's a, it's a, and when I was younger, my name was a difficult. It was difficult to spell. It was difficult out there in the digital world. It helps to make me stand out. So there's only one of me. <laughs> there's only one of me. When you Google, my aunt used to say, you Google Tim Brockett, and all we see is you. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's, there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful website, and, and you've got wonderful things growing, going on. And, and it really, women, we have to learn yes. that. We really have to learn to brand ourselves. I mean, yes. because really. And, and like, and, yeah, my, my, um, I just want to throw in there, my course is an on-demand course, so I always say it's ready when people are. It's not, it is not a, you know, specific date that you have to sign up by. It's, it's, it's out there for everyone, and I also offer a version where you can get some special one-on-one -on -one time with me in addition to the on-demand on your own course. So the one-on-one -on -one time would be delightful for sure. You're, you're a delightful person to talk with and to be with. So. Well, thank you. So are you. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, I, I will, I, we will we will continue to be blessed today, and so yeah, I, I wish you well in your day's affairs and your evening affairs, and I hope you, everything that you do is successful, and many many blessings continue to follow you. So, thank you so much thank for you. being with me, and I, I'm sure we will meet again when I'm back in New York, and and uh, absolutely, we'll catch up. But you have a great day, and thank you for your thank you for your precious time. <laughs> thank you.